and welcome tonight to this pulpit, Pastor David Bryan of Grace Point Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're glad to have his family with us. Sister Jody, we're glad that you're here. Landon and Ezekiel, we're glad that they're here. God bless you. Come on, give him a big Arkansas welcome. Oh, come on, clap your hands to the Lord one more time, will you? Come on, let's let it ring out and tell hell. We're alive and in this house, and not just for tonight. I want to say thank you the chantry i got to meet him here a couple of years ago got to get to know him you are blessed in the arkansas district with some excellent leadership and you can thank the lord brother dean and his family thank you and all of the uh, executive youth committee thank you for inviting us to come give honor to bishop anderson it's been a few years since i've got to sit down he matter of fact Y'all are trying to worship God. He's sitting there preaching to me. I was getting two for the price of one. I love it. I absolutely love it. Getting ministered to all of our sectional youth directors, youth committee. I want to say it's such an honor. Thank you for having me. I'm so thankful my wife is able to be with me, our family, my lovely wife sitting over here. She doesn't always get to travel with me. But Arkansas, Arkansas is like a second home to us. We've got a lot of great friends in the great state of Arkansas. It's been a few years since we've been here on the campground, but we're blessed. Brother Ison, he and I, tag team, we get together at least once a year, and, and uh, we've got so many great friends here in the great state of Arkansas, and I'm looking forward to making some more friends before we leave here this week. I'm also glad to have some home folks. Matter of fact, another Arkansas young lady, but we moved her across the river. Sister Rebecca Nogle with us now. She's with us in Cincinnati. I'm glad to have her with us. And Sister Debbie, that's our GP team. There's a lot of great things that the Lord has prepared to do over these next few nights. There are some strange things, different things that you are going to sense and that you are going to experience because God says so. Now, I heard the Holy Ghost say implicitly, and, and we have saw this last year at our Youth Congress, and God said, there are a people and a generation pressing toward me. There's been a holy hunger and perseverance, a generation pressing toward God. But I heard the Lord say, I am pressing toward them now. And there are going to be anointings and gifts and words and ministries launched, released over the next few days of this meeting. There is going to come a power from heaven. I know that. I didn't come here just to hang out. I'm sure of that. Does anybody want to go with me? I wish you'd just give God praise for what He's fixing to do here.
some things he wants to do and some places he wants to take you there's going to be some impartation over the next few nights tonight we spend making our way I want to turn your attention to the book of Exodus chapter 3 verse number 1 I'll begin reading thank you for the gifts and for making our, our family feel so welcome uh, thank you for that old Zeke man he was ready to just tour the campground and, and meet everybody matter of fact Zeke told me he said hey dad seeing how you're preaching camp does that make me famous I said probably <laughs> Exodus chapter 3 Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro the priest of Midian led the flock to the backside of the desert came to Horeb the mountain of God and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush so he looked and behold the bush was burning with fire but the bush was not consumed then Moses said I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush is not being consumed and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look God called to him out of the midst of the bush Moses Moses and he answered here I am God said, do not come any further or closer to this place. But first, take your shoes off your feet. For the place whereon you are standing is holy ground. And I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. And Moses hid his face and was afraid in his condition to look upon God. Let me preach for just a few moments, shoes off. Now I want you to pray right now and I want you to ask the Lord to help you and ask the Lord to anoint you. Will you do that right now? Ask the Lord to put upon you a holy anointing. to the Lord for just a moment. Father, we hear you tonight. Clap your hands for the Lord. You may be seated. Tell you a little bit about myself before I get started preaching too much because some of you don't know me. I tend to be a geek and a misfit and an introvert. But I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized. I got Jesus on my side and when I get the anointing on me, I act like a total and complete idiot for Jesus and I absolutely love it. I'm believing the Lord to do great things these next few days and I sure appreciate your kindness to hearing the word of the Lord. I want you to note something in the text that we just read. You'll remember that Moses was used 
in the progression of Israel as the leader in liberating them across the Red Sea into the land of promise. You remember that God gave Moses the the Ten Commandments on the top of the mountain while they were in the midst of the journey. And at least at minimal, there were three and a half million people liberated from Egyptian bondage into the promised land. There was miracle after miracle after miracle. Let me tell you that that miracle did not start, if you know the story, it didn't start the evening that Moses stood on the banks of the Red Sea and stretched his hand out and held a staff. That's not when the miracle started. That's not when deliverance started. I'll tell you when the process started. The process started according to the word of the Lord while he was just doing his thing on the backside of the desert, had no audience, had no claim to fame. He was just doing what he knew to do. And I just need to tell you for just a moment, if you just keep doing what you know to do, it may not look glorious and there may not be any headlines concerning it as of yet, but while you're doing what you do from day to day, the Holy Ghost is going to check in on you and God is going to raise you up and make a mighty deliverer out of you. Don't feel belittled. Don't feel intimidated where you are right now. God's got his clock set on you. Don't worry, honey. Don't worry, brother. He's coming and he's going to mightily use you in your school, in your house, in your generation. If you believe that, I want you to thank him for it right now. All of Israel's deliverance is connected to that one moment When God meets Moses at the burning bush. And Moses sees the bush there while he's just doing what he's doing. Everyone say faithfulness. There's a lot to be said by just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep pressing on even when it doesn't look popular. Even when it doesn't feel good, just keep on pressing because there is a reward in diligence. There is a reward in persistence and consistency. I know it's wordage that you thought only old people talk about, but I promise if you'll just keep doing what you're doing for the next few days, God's going to move in and something powerful is going to happen. Moses is being diligent there and he's being faithful. The next thing that happens here after having held that job for at least 35 years, a bush catches on fire and an angel of the Lord appeared to him out of the midst of the bush and he looked and the bush was burning and it was not being consumed. It was a miraculous event. It was a miraculous situation. God was working and there was no question about it that Nothing like this had ever been seen before. And Moses, in his human curiosity, turns aside because he sees something that he'd never seen before begin to uh, happen, begin to birth forth. Something happening in our generation. And there's fires, as it were, spiritual fires and supernatural things beginning to happen. Anointings being made manifest and powers that have not been seen for hundreds and even millennia. Powers that have been hidden to the ages of the apostle being unleashed in this generation. Bushes 
burning and things that God wants to do in cities and schools and churches and nations, bushes burning and God is working. But all is contingent upon whether or not Moses turns aside and pursues. I want you to know the miraculous is not rare to God. He does that all the time. God's ready to work anywhere, anytime. Question is not, is he ready to work? The question is, are you ready to check in on him? He's always got an anointing. He's always got an agenda. He's always got the promise. I feel like in Arkansas tonight, I've got a hold of an audience of young people who are ready to turn aside and see what this anointing thing is all about. Uh, turn aside and see what this worship thing is all about. Turn aside and see what this holiness thing is all about. I wish you'd give God praise and glory. Tell somebody around you, God's ready to blow your mind. He wants to. Every day of the week, God wants to blow your mind. Moses said, I will now turn aside. See, it's not until you turn aside and draw your focus and get all the other junk out of the way that you begin to see what God has determined to do. I will now turn aside and see this wonder. Watch what happened. The Bible says when God saw that his attention was brought into focus, that God said. There's some things God would like to say to you tonight. There's some things that God would like to speak into your life. But he won't talk until he sees you turn aside and draw your focus in and forget about who's doing what and what's popular and everything that's been going back at the house. Forget all that. When God sees you turn aside, you're going to begin to hear from him. I believe that beginning tonight, the prophetic word of God, the anointed word of direction is going to begin to flow in this sanctuary. I'll give you tonight to get to know me, but that's going to be it. I came here to operate under the power of the Holy Ghost and there's things that are going to begin to flow. There's things that are going to begin to move. Everybody say revival. Everybody say awakening. Everybody say anointing. Everybody say miracles. God is waiting to pour these things out but our response is contingent upon whether or not these things will happen. I'm tired of standing still and hearing about it in other districts. I'm tired of standing still and hearing what God is doing in the Philippines Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever he is omnipotent and he's omnipresent and he's in this house if you know it I want you to shout to God I will turn aside now Sit down if you like to. I'll turn aside. I'm going to readjust my coordinates. I'll readjust my schedule if I have to. I'll readjust my friendships. I'll readjust whatever I've got to do. I want to be a part of what God is doing. Now, if you came just to hang out 
and find out who the hot chicks are at camp 2016, that's going to get old real quick. Because there's a heaviness from God that is going to settle over this camp week. And a heaviness from God that is going to settle over this generation. I feel something trying to get loose in here tonight. I feel God ready to work. When God saw that Moses was interested in more than just hanging out, God began to talk. Man, showing up in the building is not good enough for me. And it's certainly not good enough for God. I didn't come just to hang out. Moses turns aside and he begins to move into the deeper things of God. Anybody ready for that? Hungry for that. You, you've been pursuing that. You've been praying. And as he makes his way in, God says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you come any closer, you need to know it's going to cost you something. Before you get any closer and get all lost in the, the fluffy stuff and the hickabahockabahoa and all that, you need to know I'm going to require something of you. You need to know that I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to use you to deliver a nation. You need to know that I'm going to give you the law on the top of a mountain. You need to know I'm going to put you in the face of the Pharaoh of your generation and I'm going to deliver your people. But before you do, it's going to cost you something. Moses is getting ready to enter a place with God. That no one else in his generation was invited. No one before that time had ever walked into that inner sanctum with God. So he's ready to rush in and God says, before you do, take your shoes off, Bubba. Because this ground is different than where you've been walking. It may be a three foot difference. But there's a vast difference between where I'm working and what's going on in the world. Well, 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 well. Oh, somebody just uh, raise your hand if you're ready for that stuff. I, I feel something. And in the God agenda this week, he's making us ready to go places. And I found this out about God. He doesn't take casual, part-time Christians into deep places. He doesn't. He'll let you see a little bit. You could check in and go on a missions trip and still be carnal. But if you want to be mightily used of God, if you want the anointing of God to drip off from you to where when you walk in the community, they recognize you as a spiritual authority, then it requires something different of you. I'm not asking you to make a commitment. I know you're ready to make a commitment. I've come to introduce you to what God wants to do in your life. But it's going to require something. I, 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 and look, look. I've been in ministry and full-time ministry for 15 years and longer than that working in, in youth ministry. And, oh, man, as an assistant pastor, I was, the, uh, I was the head of the maintenance department. I was the assistant pastor. I was the mechanic. I was the parking lot attendant. I was the altar worker. Man, I got to be everything. 
I've noticed something. People, when they come to know the Lord and get young people pray through, they're like, yeah, man, I want God to do all that cool stuff. Until the preacher starts getting in their stuff. Start, and then they're like, uh, it doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be that hard. That is so uncool. It doesn't have to be that hard. So they get all jacked up and upset. Hey, I, I, I want to do what I want to do on my terms, on my time frame. Don't mess with me. I know you don't have anybody like that in Arkansas district. You're too sweet. I want to say what I want. I want to do what I want. I want to go where I want. But I want God to bless me too. So we're going to start working by my terms. And God says, you just hang out there in the outer perimeter, by the way. And meanwhile, there's going to be a bush burning here. Shout it with me. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off. Get the stuff out of the way. One thing keeping Moses now from what's about to happen for the children of Israel. One thing keeping Moses from receiving the law on the mountain. One thing from seeing all of the plagues and all the miracles and the waters of Marah. One thing from seeing all of this. Just take your shoes off. Shoes off. Why? Well, God says, if you're going to go any farther, I want to know how committed you are. They got this pop terminology in what we call uh, popular Christianity. Have you accepted Christ? It's good. Great. I understand you can theologically build on that. It'll take you a while, but you can. But, but the real idea in question should be, has he accepted you he said there'd come a generation who said did we not cast out devils in your name didn't we pray in your name didn't he said get out of here I never knew who you were you never made it to the inner sanctum you never made it to the burning bush close to a miracle. I want to be walking right in the middle of the miraculous. I don't want to hear about God doing it somewhere else. I want God to do it with me. Is there anybody want to go there? Oh, come on one more time. Clap your hands and just shout. Shoes off. They still abide by that custom in the Eastern Bloc nations, the Muslims, the Hindus, all of the holy sites. As a matter of fact, even in Moses' day, at the temple of the gods of Egypt, they took their shoes off in reverence to their gods, their powers, or whatever it was that they possessed. So Moses was not a stranger to the custom. He just never seen it happen out in the middle of nowhere where there was no temple and there appeared to be no God. What God's going to do is not going to happen in common places that you're used to. What God is going to do is not going to happen in accordance to your local custom. God's going to take you out of your comfort zone. God 
God's going to anoint you and take you to places you never dreamed of. Take your shoes off. God said, hey, Moses, if you can do it at the temple for the gods of Egypt, I'm wanting to know if you can do it for me out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. If you can shake your booty to Beyonce, honey, I'm just a wondering if you can worship God a little bit in the house of the Lord. And I... Baby, baby, baby. Huh? If you could talk that way when you're acting like a total idiot, I'm just wondering if you could tell them how good I am. I'm just wondering, Moses. Take your shoes off. Shoes, what an interesting device. They cover, they protect the feet, but they gather a lot of the dust of the world. They represent the journey gathered. They represent the coming and going, not just of uh, all places, but sometimes of places that oppose the nature and the direction of God. Shoes are that device that gathers the dust and the mud from the world. That's why when ancients would enter into one another's household, the first custom was to wash their feet because they understood filth cannot come into the domain of cleanliness. Draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you, says the Lord. Come out from among them and be separate, and then I will receive you unto myself. Take your shoes off. Shoes, that thing that gathers. And it's the one thing, the one device that stood between Moses and the power of God was a pair of shoes. Now, I don't know what your shoes are. I don't know if it's a relationship, habit, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, self-pity. Something representing a shoe standing between you and being mightily anointed of God, mightily used of God. God says, oh, I'm ready to use you. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care who you've hung out. Don't, don't let those people confine you. Don't let them define you. I don't care what you've done. I'm ready to use you. I just need you to get your shoes off. Get that stuff out of the way. So Moses kicked his shoes off. <laughs> oh, and when he did, he walked into the inner sanctum and God started talking and when God started talking, he didn't just start talking. It was almost like he said, buddy, I'm glad you've made yourself at home. See, it's customary in the U.S. nowadays that when you make yourself at home, one of the first things you do is you take your shoes off. Now, y'all are going to get to see my ugly socks, okay? But that's all right. I'm just here to have a move of God. Take your shoes off. It means I don't have anywhere else to go. I got no one else to impress and I'm not worried about any other destination. As far as I'm concerned, I've arrived. As far as I'm concerned, nothing else matters. I came here to die in the presence of God. I came here to make a commitment and I'm not ever going to go back. 
Oh, I wish I could get somebody just to shout to God and thank him for what he's fixing to do in this house tonight. I wish I could get somebody who's a Holy Ghost anointed apostolic worshiper just to stop for just a moment and shout to God with everything you got in you. Shoes, shoes of excuses. I, I can't, Pastor, because I'm too busy. Oh, I, I would go on that next trip, but I can't. I would witness, but I don't want them to think I'm weird, goofy. Anybody tell you you're weird or goofy whether or not you witness? I don't want to think I'm strange. Revelation, you are strange. Here's what can make it different. Get anointed. Get God on your side. Then you can be peculiar, which means strange for purpose. Everybody's got some kind of weird something. Make it work for you, for heaven's sakes. Paul did. Man, Paul was the biggest geek you could imagine. But he said, I'm going to make it work for you. He said, I can't even talk right, but you know what? I'm going to make it work for me. Became one of the greatest preachers known in the New Testament. Tell your neighbor, get your shoes off. Now, it's fixing to stink in here. Hey, Brother Dean, and I hope that's all right. It's, it's fixing to stink in here. What's standing between you and God? What's standing between you and a high anointing? There are missionaries in this building tonight. There are pastors in this building tonight. There are evangelists in this building tonight. There are teachers in this building tonight. There are anointed ones in this building tonight. And one thing is keeping them from a high anointing and the glory of God. God required something of Moses. Take your shoes off. Respect where you are. Understand where you are. The place whereon you're standing is holy ground. It's different than what it was two feet ago. Now you can call this a building and whatever you want to. And it might have been that two hours ago. But it's not a building now. It's the inner sanctum of the most high God. And he wants to take you somewhere. And he wants to show you something. And he wants to reveal his power and his might. He just wants to know, are you going to get the stuff out of the way? So in a few moments, when the altar call happens, I won't want that to get past anything to get to where I want you to be in me. There's would-be worshipers in this house and worship leaders in this house. Our next several, as the Lord tarries, our next several youth presidents are sitting in succession in services just like this. We'll never know it so long as you've got your worldly shoes on. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying to take too long. But girly... He might look cool and he might be like, all that stuff. 
And there's not much wrong with him. And he only cusses sometimes. But he is so hot. Puke. Get your shoes off, baby. And serve God. He prays sometimes. Yeah, he does. You don't want to know what he prays. Yeah. They're all like, is he going to say that? Because, boy, those people are weird where he comes from. How about it, gentlemen? How about it? Because some of these relationships and young ladies we get caught up with. Hey, brother, if she didn't know how to pray when you met her, she's probably not going to be a good help to your ministry over the next couple of years. Hey, and I'm old school. But the funny thing about it was I wasn't even raised in church. Okay. I was a heathen and I learned this stuff. Okay. Hey, but Bubba, if, if she's not praying now, chances are she's not going to get to it anytime soon. So don't get caught up because God, I can't tell you how many times God has tried to do something powerful in the life of a young person, but some relationship, some habit, some idea, something has crippled them. I've come to stand between the throne room of God and the Arkansas district to let you know God is ready to anoint you. Get your shoes off. Shoes, man. Get your shoes off. Shoes, they protect your feet. Your feet, psychologically, are the most vulnerable part of your being. How many of y'all go, ew, when you hear about foot washing? On the evening that Jesus Christ was wanting to introduce kingdom things, and they were like, cool, man, let's do this. Kingdom stuff, yeah. We're going to be the big guys. We're going to sit on the director's board. And he said, good, take your shoes off. And uh, he got him in a little towel and a wash basin. And they're like, wait, wait a minute, what are you doing? They were nervous. See, what it was is they didn't want God messing with the most vulnerable part of who they were. See, God starts moving into areas you don't want him to touch. You start covering it up. Pretending like nothing's going on. You know what? Some people cover it up with excessive personalities. Instead of letting God deal, they pretend to be super spiritual. Like they, they heard, and, and Chantry got to love this because man... We get to preaching stuff and, and trying to get people and give them some direction. Oh, God's already told me that. No need for you to help me, Mr. Youth President, appointed of God. I've already got it all figured out. But thank you for your time. And it's all a facade. It's just a covering. Some people hide behind personalities like uh, extreme laughter and extreme joy and extreme comedy because they don't think that God will accept them.
them in their present condition. And the problem with that is God didn't make you to accept your present condition. He made you to be a new creature, which is why he said in John, you must be born again. I want to deal with the real person. That's why people get nervous when you start going spiritual. Because spirituality is take the shoes off. Let's get, we'll take the gloves off. We need to just get to it. Excessive personalities. So they do excessive things to distract the attention from the obvious and the most necessary. So God says to the disciples, hey, take your shoes off, guys. Let me show you how to get in the kingdom. We're going to deal with this. And, and the apostle Peter's like, really? Because that's like totally uncomfortable and weird. And God said, hey, don't think it's strange because if you knew what I was doing, if you want to be the Lord of anything, you want to be overall, you're going to have to make yourself servant of all. And that's exactly how we start right here. Get your shoes off. I want you to lift your hands right now, if you will. Because God, I got things in my life that are standing between me and a calling. Me and a high anointing. Relationship that is standing between me and destiny. An idea, self-guilt, self-torment, self-torture. Standing between me and destiny. You know this new cutting thing that we've heard about the last few years? It's not new. It's been going on for ages, but young people are falling victim to it. And you know why? Because the demons know their time is short. And they're doing everything that they can to destroy a body. And there are young people sitting in this room who are victims of it right now. And by the word of the Lord and the name of Jesus Christ, I'm coming against every tormenting spirit in the name of Jesus. Take your shoes off. Now, it might be symbolic. But if you just take your shoes off in the name of all that is good and faith and say, God, I'm not going back the way I came. And if I walk out of this camp meeting with just one shoe, I don't care. I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to do the will of God. I'm going to be anointed. One thing standing between you and worship that could turn this house upside down on night number one. An old stinky pair of shoes. Attitude. Relationship. I feel something trying to get loose right now. Are you with me? There. You know me now. This is as good as it gets. The shoes represent your fears, your doubts, unbelief, whatever it might be. 
get it off, get it out of the way. And I know what you're thinking. Because all of us who are analytical think that, well, God, God can work through all of that. And God can get to me anyhow. If he wants me, he'll come after me. Let me just help you here. He wants you, and he's coming after you. Now, God could have walked through the stone to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he could have unwound him for himself. But he didn't. He wants to know, are you ready to be involved? Are you ready to see this thing? So he's asking something of you. Maybe, maybe all your pair of shoes are is a three-minute prayer life. And let me just tell you, if all you have is a three-minute prayer life, you're not going to be able to cast fleas off a frog. Not, not, not in this end time hour. It's not going to happen. Powerful. Oh, I wish I could tell you everything that's going to take place over these next 72 hours. I wish you could see what I can see in the spirit world. But I don't want you to think I'm too weird the first night, okay? But God, Bishop, anointings that have been dormant in this region for hundreds of years. Chantry, <laughs> we talked a little bit this afternoon. The reason the enemy's fighting is because anointings are going to be released. But everything that's getting ready to happen in your church and in your home and in this camp meeting is connected to right now. Moses, get your shoes off. got it. I saw you back there with your shoes off. Come on, Bubba. Come on. Don't wait. Brother, the bush is burning. There you go, buddy. Don't wait. The bush is burning. There you go. Now you're coming into a holy place. That's it. That's it. Quick as you can. Quick as you can.
stuff that God's been wanting to do in your life, but you've been prideful, you've been arrogant, you've been selfish, you've been greedy. Take your shoes off and get into the presence of God. Take that stuff off and fall before the throne of God and ask Him to help you.